It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, Matt Hausman. Welcome again to Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hope you are having a great day. I know today as I am recording this, it is absolutely beautiful up here in Metro Philadelphia. And today, it's interesting that this question that came in has been coming up a lot over the course of probably the last nine months. And so we're going to take a deep dive into that. And uh, I want to encourage everyone that in the event you have a question or scenario, please go ahead and email that to us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com or simply go to smartmoneyquestions.com. There's a form there that you can fill out to submit those questions because lately we have been having some really good and insightful questions and quite frankly, questions that are happening you know, on a regular basis within our financial practice as we are dealing with people coming into the office, possibly looking to engage with us or even current clients. And so it's really good for us to be able to use this opportunity and this medium as a way to get the information out to provide value to everyone that is listening. And if you got this by email and you think this would be valuable to somebody else, Go ahead and forward that email if you're just finding us on iTunes or Stitcher or something, one of the podcast listening devices or services. You know, let other people know about that because uh, that's what we're trying to do here is provide value for people that want to jump into this world of making sure we're having smart money questions. So before, let's go ahead and make sure we deal with a disclaimer. I don't know you. Well, you know, I might know you, but there's probably a good chance that I don't know you. So therefore, please, please please do not take what I discuss on this show as direct advice for you. Treat it more as information and education that then you should discuss with your advisor, attorney, CPA, or whoever you normally seek out counsel, if you do seek out counsel. Now, if you would like for me or us to be your advisor, we can certainly have that conversation. But I caution you that normally we only take on about 50% of those that do seek us out. And it's not because we are overly selective, we just feel very strongly that there's a right reason to hire an advisor, but there's also a wrong reason to hire an advisor. So if you'd like to seek us out and have that conversation, there are multiple ways that you can do that. Probably the easiest is to call my office at 610-719-3003. That's 610-719-3003. Or you can simply go to speakwithmatt.com And either way you go, you can schedule a time for us to meet or to simply speak. And if you're not in the metro Philly area or northern Delaware, not to worry. We actually have clients in 10 states, and we're very comfortable with working with clients virtually if that's something you are interested in. Okay, we're back. I really want to jump into this because, as I said, this has been coming up a lot over the course of the last 9, 10, maybe even 12 months. But it's something that many times I've been getting over the course of the last 15 years. And it comes to us from Elizabeth in Maryland. It says, I'm retiring in six months, and I'm worried about what will happen if we have a market crash before I get to the finish line. I guess she's talking about finish line being within the next six months, but that's not the finish line, Elizabeth, just to let you know. Do you think I'll be okay for the next six months? So let's really look at and analyze that question because the other question that has been happening a lot over the course of, like I said, about the last 12 months, but we can go all the way back really 
if you've invested in the market a very, very long time, and that is when is the next market crash going to happen? So to, Elizabeth, just to let you know a little bit about our investment philosophy is I'm not a proponent of what's called active management in the sense that I can market time, meaning be accurate when I think there's going to be a crash. If there is, I got out at the right time. And then when the market is going to start moving back up and then I get in at the right time. So we're not proponents of that. And one of the things that we can look at is if you're worried, first of all, I would tell you, let me back up a little bit, Elizabeth, is if you're retiring in six months and you have all of your nest eggs or nest egg invested in one place, which it sounds like it's in the market, that is the wrong thing to be doing because many of you who have heard me speak, all of my money doesn't have the same purpose. I don't invest it all of the same way. So Elizabeth, one of the things I would tell you is if you're in that scenario, you really need to analyze how many buckets of money do I need and what are their purposes? Because do we know what's going to happen in the next six months? Absolutely not. In my opinion, I don't know what the market's going to do. And I don't believe that people can accurately predict that. So one of the ways that we can still take advantage of long-term market returns is to have different buckets of risk. And there's another podcast I did on this back at the first of the year. I think it was called Managing Market Volatility. And it was right after the fourth quarter of 2018, which was very volatile and almost pushed us into a bear market for the year. And so if we have money in different buckets, and especially, Elizabeth, if you are six months away, my recommendation is people need to start looking and planning where their money is from an investment standpoint, you know, five, six, seven, eight years from retirement and start positioning for when that day of no paycheck comes and our money is going to have to now be working 100% for potentially income distribution for us over the course of the rest of our life. And my opinion is the finish line is when we meet the maker. So we need to be planning. You know, retirement now is a 25, 30 year or longer proposition. And so her question, I think, is very relative because so many times people are working. We're just doing day to day, we're paying the bills, you know, meeting and with friends and and having family events. And so we're not necessarily paying attention to where our money is invested, how much risk we're accepting, and when we're going to need to start using it. I can't tell you how many times people have come in, especially back in the 2010, 2011, and they were hoping to retire around that time. But because of what we all know happened in 2008 and early 09, they weren't able, the money hadn't recovered and the bulk of all of their investments were sitting in one risk bucket. So Elizabeth, I would really tell you to analyze how much money do you need to start pulling off the table right now and start planning different buckets and when you're going to start to use them from a distribution standpoint to you because there's not going to be any type of a paycheck. And that leads us right into the idea of, is there going to be a market crash? So many times I get people asking me, in fact, I would say it's eight out of 10 people are wanting to know, when do you think the next market crash is coming? When's it going to come? What's it happening? I got many discussions with clients in the fourth quarter of last year. Is this what's coming? Oh my God. And then all of a sudden, you know, we haven't thought about it for a really long time. And that is, oh my gosh, 08's happening again. Holy cow, what am I going to do? And my conversation with them is exactly what I was talking to Elizabeth about, and that is let's really analyze where our money is because the reality is, do I know when the market crash, next market crash is coming? No. Do I think there's going to be a correction in the future? Absolutely. 
but I don't know when it's coming, and I don't know how big it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a crash. I don't know if it's going to look like 08. I don't know if it's going to look like 2000 to two, into 2002. I don't know if it's just going to be a slight correction. But I do know that at some point in time, there will be a market correction. It's the cycles we have seen going all the way back to the beginning of the stock market. And we know at some point in time, it's going to happen. I just don't believe that we know when it's going to happen. We can even go back and we can think about coming out of 09 and the different years after that, there were so many times. I remember the fiscal cliff. Oh my gosh, there's going to be billions and billions and billions coming out of the market. We're headed for a crash. Did that happen? No. I remember when the Affordable Care Act came in. Oh, good night. Look at what's happening now. This is going to destroy, I believe it's one eighth of the American economy, which is the healthcare system. Did it happen? No. So we don't know when it's going to happen. We definitely can even look back at the election of 2016 and when it was becoming apparent that Trump was going to end up winning the presidency, the markets started to go into a tailspin. I believe at one point in time, the futures that night were a thousand in the negative, and yet it all recovered back. And we obviously know what has happened over the course of the last couple of years. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be there so many times. We can even look back into the early, or I'm sorry, the mid-90s, and we can look at what the domestic market was doing. People thought it was printing money. Everybody thought they were the clamperts, and they had just struck, uh, what is it, black gold. We got an oil well in the back, and it's just absolutely flushing. But the reality is, eventually there is going to be a correction. Do we know when it is? I don't know when it's going to be, but do I know that one is eventually going to happen? Absolutely. If you are worried about that, and I would suggest that you should be, it is something we have to take into consideration when we are planning where our money should be. And that's when we look at the different financial instruments as to where we're investing our money. So right now we're talking about what's the market going to do? Is there going to be a crash? How long is it going to be? What's it going to look like? So that is going to be more of what we're talking about, long-term growth buckets. We're looking at investing in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, more volatile instruments that have shown us over time, again, we don't know what the future is going to be. It's shown us over time, though, that we can achieve long-term better rates of return than compared to more safe and guaranteed and insured type programs like savings accounts or money markets or even CDs fixed annuities. I've had people come in and engage with us and they had whole life products or whole life insurance policies that had an enormous amount of cash value in it. And I said, yeah, do you understand how valuable that is for you? That's something you would definitely want to keep in place. Why? Because it's insured, it's guaranteed. Plus you can pull it out tax-free if you want to. God forbid something happens, it's going to be a tax-free death benefit to your heirs. So the pendulum goes back and forth. We've got our safe and guaranteed products. You know, many times I've even talked to clients about the idea, and this is where we talk about tax characterization, and that's how the IRS is viewing the money from a tax perspective. But then remember, underneath there, I tell clients, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to your bank and just ask them, you want an IRA savings account or an IRA money market account? And we're going to move this percentage of money over there. So then that is directly tied into your checking account. And if and when needed, we need to pull money. That's the place we're going to go because the other monies are experiencing down volatility. And you're not going to pay tax until you pull it out. They don't understand that they can do that. Those type of instruments are available. The different instruments I just spoke about, money market accounts, savings, CDs, traditional fixed annuities, 
those can be within inside your qualified retirement plans. Now, it can't be within inside a 401k like a value fund can. So maybe with if you're still at that time where you can't pull money out of your 401k and go invest it in a traditional IRA, most 401ks, in fact, I would almost say all of them have to have some type of a safe investment alternative similar to a money market or many times it's called a stable fund. Have some of your 401k money in there. So, Elizabeth, I would go back to you. If all of your money is sitting in your 401k, that's where you can start to pull some of that money off of the risk table. And so we go back to different buckets, right? We have liquid buckets. So that's a savings account. I can get access to my money right now, and it's insured. Then I can have more structured-type programs. I can have a laddered CD program, maybe some fixed annuities, maybe even some fixed indexed annuities. That's where we have principal protection, and we also get modest returns, right? Maybe we even have some of those whole life cash value and insurance programs, or we have what's called an indexed universal life program, guarantees that are built in there. And then we still have other buckets with our growth and our long-term growth strategies, where then we can invest in the market, where we're looking at those stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, structures like that, where there's more volatility and then we can choose where we want to go. And we don't necessarily have to be worried or concentrating or focusing on, again, going back to Elizabeth's question and the question I get so many times, when's the next crash coming? Am I going to be okay for the next six months when, you know, the last day that I see my employer? Is if we're positioning our money that way, is that can help? Now, listen, I will say this. I'm not saying that any of us, including myself, are ecstatic when the market is going down. Or I'm looking at my statement so many times I, I hear this. Do you understand, like especially when someone is coming in and they're first engaging with us, and I go over, do you understand what you're invested in and how much risk you're taking? And they say, no, I just look at the first page of the statement and I look at it every month. That's all I pay attention to. That's the wrong approach to take. But it's what we all do, right? So if we're looking at that and we're seeing that go down, I'm not saying that that bucket of money going down is not going to give us maybe a little bit of anxiety. But if we can look at the whole picture, we look at our household, where the different monies are, and we have a, a clear understanding and a realistic expectation of what that account, what the possibilities are, then it can help give us a little more calmness during the storm we're not buying into all of the chaos that the media is going to definitely be giving us. If we can go back to 2008 and early 2009, the, the media onslaught of fear and, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. It was, I mean, it was everywhere. And so positioning this way, then you don't necessarily have to worry about these questions. You know, one of the questions I get is, okay, if we're going to protect our money from downturns, how much money should we put there? How much money needs to be in those safer, more protected type of vehicles? And really, that's when you go through the planning process and you understand your risk element. How much is your risk behavior going to be able to tolerate? We can talk about, I should actually do a class in 
interview somebody on understanding behavioral finance because it's such an integral part of our investment long-term returns and our peace of mind when it comes to our money. And let me just kind of give you an example. There was a, a real good old buddy of mine that called me from Florida just about, I don't know, three or four months ago. And we hadn't spoken, I guess, maybe a year, a year and a half. And, and he's older than I am. And he brought up the subject of what happened in at the end of the year last year. And his comment was, you know, what were you saying to your clients? How were they weathering the storm? And I went through exactly what I'm talking about now. If we get the idea out of our mind that we can't predict what the market is going to do, and we first, that's the first thing that we have to understand. If we understand that, and then we understand that how we still want to take advantage of those long-term market returns by positioning our money in different buckets with different purposes, then when those downfalls happen is that it's an easier process to get through, right? And I said, so really that goes to the really core of our financial planning process that we work with clients. And I said, you know, what were you telling yourself? And he goes, I absolutely got scared to death and I yanked everything out. When I was speaking to him, he goes, so I lost it all. And of course, now he's looking back hindsight with envy. Why in the world did I do that? The market has rebounded. And I said, good golly, buddy, why didn't you call me? You know this is what I do day in and day out. And he goes, I didn't even think about it. It was just a rash decision, and I, I recognized the loss, and now I'm fearful of getting back in because I'm afraid that's going to happen again. And so I just went back over with him exactly what you, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. It's so important, and that is recognizing the different buckets, positioning the money in a way that's going to work for us long term, Still having money in long-term growth strategies. Many of you have heard me say, I have a client that has been retired longer than they worked. So this is reality now. We have longevity. We're living healthier longer. And so we have to plan for that. But it is, we definitely want to be considering our emotional ability to deal with those ups and downs. I say downs. There's no reason that, you know, we don't call it reward tolerance, of course, I'm happy with a 17% return. You know, we're dealing with the losses. So I've been getting that question a lot lately, and I got a lot of it at the fourth quarter of 2018. And, and so let's go back and let's think about what it is that we talked about. Elizabeth, I would tell you, pull some of that money off, really go through and analyze where your money is, how much risk you're taking, how much money, you know, think about income distribution planning over every 18 to 24 months. And we need to position our money that way. So then the money that we have invested, when that money goes down, we can hopefully be able to weather, if not all of the storm, a good percentage of the storm that we know eventually one day is going to happen. So when is the correction happening? I don't know. Is there one coming? Absolutely. At some point in time, we will recognize a market correction. Markets just don't go up indefinitely upwards. So we can plan around that. So I hope this has been helpful because these are questions I have been getting repeatedly for a very, very long time, but especially over the course of the last, you know, nine, 10 months. So hopefully this has been helpful. And let me end with this. If this is something that is concerning you, I would highly encourage you. First of all, you can go right to speakwithmat.com and my online calendar is there. You can schedule a quick 15 to 30 minute conference call and we can kind of walk through that. I actually had someone call in today that had scheduled and we went over those particular items. So you can go right to speakwithmat.com. You can also just send us an email at info at smartmoneyquestions.com or go to smartmoneyquestions.com 
and you can fill it out there. If you have a question or scenario you want us to address, the same way with the emails is a way to get in touch with us. You can also, if you just want to do it old school, pick up the phone, just give us a call, 610-719-3003. Again, 610-719-3003. Everyone, have a great day. Hopefully this has been of value to you, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thanks again.